0: Hello and welcome to African Joe Paddy. My name is Ife and I'm recording from Crail in Scotland. My colleague Dehia is unable to join us today because she's unwell, but we have a very important person to discuss this amazing topic of religion and development in Africa with us today. And so um, Dehia have giving her consent, or should I say her blessings for us to continue with the recording today while she recuperates. So today we're going to be discussing this topic with Dr. Ikonde Clement Puyi. She is a social scientist with experience in both academia and practice. Her work span includes development and management consulting, as well as academic research. She consults on management, political economy analysis, policy analysis and evaluation of development projects. Ikonde is also the managing director of Bumako Life Insurance Company, which assists individuals and groups in managing their risks and plan for their future. Ikonde's area of research interest are religion and politics, social media and politics. Party Politics and Development Politics. She has published two books. One on religion and British development policy, published by Pargrave in 2020. And the second, she was a co-author with Amy Stambach Amy on Pragmatic Faith and the Lutheran Church in Tanzania, Erasto and Quaker's Life and Work. Published by Lessington in 2020. Aikonde is a research affiliate of the University of Wisconsin Madison in the United States. She is also a part time lecturer at the University of Chumaini Makumira in Tanzania. From 2013 to 2015, she was a research affiliate of the University of Oxford in the United Kingdom. Aikonde has a PhD in politics and international relations from the University of Nottingham, United Kingdom. Thank you so much, Dr. Aikonde, for being here with us today.
1: Thank you for the opportunity to participate in this podcast. I look forward to discussing religion and development in Africa and to have a really vibrant discussion and dialogue. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Um, Given your extensive expertise on this topic, I'm actually just gonna jump in and ask you, why should we be discussing religion and development in the African context?
1: Thank you. Um, Religion becomes very important because of its nature. Um, When you talk about religion, we can look at it from two aspects, spiritual aspect but also institutional aspect. So both spiritual aspect and institutional aspect uh, make it very crucial to discuss religion and development in Africa. First and foremost is because religion as a faith or the spiritual aspect of religion uh, plays a big role in most African culture and people's daily life. Because when we're talking, talking about development, we are talking about people's life, how we can improve, how we can make people's lives better. And when people really um, cares about their faith and faith becomes uh, integral to their daily life, it's very important to consider religion in their development. And for a very long time, studies of development and also uh, politics in, uh, at large sideline religion but this uh, proved to be not very um, a good approach to sideline religion because people in Africa especially and also in other parts of the world really care much about faith and they are very much informed about faith. I mean, faith informs their daily lives, their decision, uh, ways of life, views, how they view life. And that is one aspect of religion, which makes it very crucial for us to look at religion in the moment. But also when you look at religion from institutional perspective, looking at religious based institutions, like faith-based organization. We have NGOs that are actually faith-based NGOs. We have the churches. We have the um, uh, council of religion, like um, uh, Muslim councils of, um, in, in different countries and other religions. Uh, and this religious institution institution do a lot of development work. Uh, they have hospitals, they have um, schools, Universities, they participate in a lot of development work and they complement states and governments um, work on development. But they are also, religion has also become very important when it comes to conflict resolution, which is a development issue in, 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 in Africa. So when we talk about religion, uh, most of the time, uh, in the academic discussion, but also in practitioners' discussions, uh, for a long time, religion was only looked at from its negative perspective, meaning that probably it's anti-development. If people are too religious, they don't um, uh, 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 they don't care much about material, so that they don't have incentive. But also, religion was as- associated with division, like ethnic division, identity as a as the source of identity that can lead to polarization, etc. Yes, religion is a double-sided, has a double-sided nature, but uh, it's very important to also focus on the positive nature and positive contribution of religion in the world, but also in Africa.
0: Wow, thank you so much. Um, I, I really sort of, have liked the way you introduced the subject to us. And, and in doing that, you not only highlighted the importance of understanding the role of religion in development, but you've already somehow started touching on, on the next question I'd like to ask, which is exactly <laughs> how has um religion influenced or is influencing development in Africa? And of course, the fact that you touched on the conflict resolution aspect is, is then the other question or something I'd like you to touch on. Exactly how have religious institution um, supported conflict resolution and development?
1: OK, so I'll start with development. As I mentioned, um, we have seen first and foremost religious institutions. Uh, and I'll give an example of my country. Um, they run schools not only run, they build, they establish and run schools. Um, So there is a lot of, a significant contribution of religion uh, on education, but also on health services. Religion does a lot of, I mean religious institution um, does a lot of work when it comes to faith, I mean to health. In my country, for example, around 15% or so, actually not 15, 40% of health services are actually provided by religious institutions. So if you look at the number of hospitals in Tanzania and some of them are referral hospitals, uh, health centers, regional hospitals, district hospitals, and you would see a significant number of them are actually owned and run by religious institutions. So for example in Tanzania, the Catholic Church and the Lutheran Church does a lot of work in health. And also in education, they have universities, secondary schools, primary schools, but also in areas of uh, special needs services, special needs education, elderly homes, etc. So you see relig- religious institutions in Africa really providing these social services that it has been difficult for the government to ensure holistic provision of the same. This is very important. And these days, I think because of that recognition, uh, I'll I'll keep giving an example of Tanzania. The the government has even got into like part a public private partnership PPP with the with the religious institution when it came when it comes to health services, because they understood that they cannot build health hospitals everywhere and they have to work together collaborate with churches, so that they can actually provide and ensure that this provision of health is um sustainable. And I think it was 2013, if I can remember well, there was a report by World Health Organization that actually stated 40% of the health services in Africa, in the entire continent, is actually provided by faith-based institutions or religious institutions. And also, in 2002, I think, if I can remember well, World Bank, decided to do a research called the voices of the poor. And this research was just so that they can know what really influences and inform development in Africa. And not only in Africa, different developing countries. And they took a sample of 66 developing countries, most of them being in Africa, and they talk to people, the data collection methodology was just to talk to people and getting their views, listen to them. And one of the questions that were asked is about who do you trust most? And they found out that most people and especially uh, people who are still struggling with life in terms of like poor people, were actually trusting faith and religious institution more than their state. And why It's because they see religion and they see the religious institution providing them their social services and, 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 and social needs more than the government or the state. And this is, is, indicates or highlights the role of religion in development. Uh, When it comes to conflict resolution, there are many examples whereby religious figures have had to be asked to participate in mediation and in negotiating for peace and also in reconciliation. I'll just give one famous example. Desmond Tutu, for example, in South Africa after the end of apartheid, which he also fought against so much uh, out of his position as a religious leader. He became also uh, one of the people who actually were, was carrying out this reconciliation process when the apathy ended because there was lots of uh, healing that needed to be done. And we have a number of um, other examples in other areas whereby in conflict areas, whereby religion had to come in into the negotiation but also in, into trying to provide relief If some of people who read history, you can see, for example, in Biafra war in 1967 is actually way back. I'm giving this example purposely to show that it's not recently that religion has started doing these things, but you see like the Quakers, the Quakers, the church Quakers did a lot of relief work. In, in, in Biafra. So we have other examples in Sudan whereby they had to call religious figures to actually assist. And why? It's because of the same thing, trust, neutrality. Of course, it's not, we are still humans, so it's not 100%, but this is the perception that religious figure carry and religion carry that becomes very useful when you're trying to bring two um, conflicting parties together.
0: Wow, thank you so much. Like you have, you have not only tied the discussion so well that that I personally, as a listener, have understood the important role that religion play in development and continue to play, but also the role that they play in conflict res- um, resolution or mediation. Because the assumption, of course, is that if there's no conflict, or if mm. if, if there's reconciliation, development can be enhanced or can exactly. happen because if people are worrying development is not going to happen but at the same time yeah. you made a very important point about the potential I mean the justification for this happening is linked to the fact that people are, most tr- are more trusting of religion institu- religious institution and also the fact that a lot of the time they are neutral but then mm-hmm. this brings us to the to the point of the fact that religion was also used as a tool for colonialism or colonization on the African continent. So for example, you, you've had things like um, when the Europeans came to colonize Africa, they didn't just do this through the use of force, but it was expedited by the use of um, colonialism to the fact that African traditional religion, for example, had been washed away because it's, it, it's more or less been dominated by Christianity and is being viewed as pagans or heathen. So, what what do you have to say about the role? Because you can't obviously <laughs> deny our history. What do you yeah. have to say about that role that religion played?
1: Okay, that's very very interesting, and I think I, I I know that, and I I don't deny that. But um, I I think it's more complex than that. In the sense that also we have to remember that when you're talking about religion, we don't only talk about Christianity and probably Islamic religion, no. We have, even in Africa, there were local religion, like ro- local beliefs, there was religion in Africa. So when we, we say that religion was brought by by foreigners or colonialists, uh, it's, we are narrowing it down already to, uh, to defining religion as only maybe Islamic because it's, it was also uh, considered a foreign religion and also Christianity, but we have to recognize that religion was also the word. I would call the word that I don't like to use it, but traditional religion, local religion. Mm-hmm. So people were believing something because African society is is is, is a very spiritual society. So yeah. and and um, people who, if you read um, works on religion and like the anthropology, you actually realize that there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of, uh, I don't know if I it synergy or influencing. So as much as Christianity, for example, influenced uh, the culture and probably fought because it came with so much power, even the Islamic religion came with so much power because people, the European or the Arabs, When they came, they came with resources and the ability to influence. So they influenced many um, African uh, Africans who were believing in traditional, in their own religion and faith, to actually convert to either being Muslims or Christians. But at the same time, there was also a lot of influencing. For example, um, if you look in my in my own language, which is Chaga, uh, if you look, if you if in the bible because the bible has also been translated into my language the word god is actually translated as irua but this irua it's a word that was actually used before even european came to mean god the sun and stuff like that but there's a lot of issues like the names um, ad- adaptation there was lots of adaptation so as much as maybe the colonialists used Religion is a tool to influence their power and to, to get into the country, but also, I think it's it's um I think it's it's a lot more complex in the sense that, um for example, in the Germans when they came, they also came with missionaries, right? Uh, but uh, after this first World War. Uh, which they lost and then they were punished, their colonies were taken, still the German missionaries stayed back to continue with their work. So that meant they really had a genuine concern about their faith and how they can actually um, convert people than than the political power. This is just my thinking. So I would like us to be more critical when we 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 discuss the the coming of religion of foreign religion and how it actually supported and even to this day, people use even state use religion sometimes to actually uh, strengthen or cementing its power. Sometimes authoritarian, uh, I mean autocratic leaders might act very religious so that they can. Influence people, so it's not only the colonialism uh, that used religion as a tool, but even authoritarianism can use religion as a tool. And we have we we have seen how sometimes religion can be used as a polarizing tool, whereby people of one religion can be fighting with other religion. We can see, for example, in Bosnia, uh, what happened. For example. Um, in uh, uh, when we are talking about uh, some terrorists have tried to use religion as justification, so uh, there, there is a lot of misuse of religion, and this is because of the power of religion to convict convict many people to to influence, and so religion can be used very badly and very I mean very 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 positively.
0: Thank you so much again for the clarification, like detailed clarification. I'm learning a lot from this discussion. Importantly, uh, the fact that it is not okay to just generalize. And on that note, I think I should have been more explicit by asking the role of Christianity primarily in colonialism in Africa, because obviously the fact that we've heard about the role of religion, be it um, Christianity or Islam in conflict resolution, it was also important to shine a light on the role that religion played, uh, sorry, not religion, sorry, um, but Christianity, a form of religion played in colonialism, which of course we know have a really negative impact on, on Africa, Africa's history and, 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 and development as, as we know it today. But thank you so much for the clarification. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I also want to add that, you know, of course, the European colonialists, uh, when they came, they were accompanied by also missionaries. That one we know. But we also have to remember that some parts of Africa were colonized by the Arabs and they came with Islam. So it's both Islam and Christianity that was used as a way of um, entering uh, the continent. In, 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 in Zanzibar, for example, in the um, coastal area of Tanzania, all of that. So we, we also have to remember that.
0: Again, thank you so much for the clarification. Yeah. I'm sure our readers, um, our viewers and listeners would really appreciate that. I have learned again a lot from listening to you so far. And so bringing the discussion back to development, especially contemporary development, development as we know it today, um, are there some examples that you can point us to in terms of how religious institutions might have influenced, because in in responding to the last question, you talked about how politicians are taking advantage of religious institutions to sort of influence policy or polarise, using it as a polarising tool. Are there any contemporary examples of how um, this has manifested, but in a positive light? So, for example, how politicians have used um, religion to either encourage the people to participate in terms of election or to do something positive for their respective countries?
1: Okay, I'll just give example again from my country. Yesterday, just yesterday, our president, um, Samia Sulu Hassan, uh, met with the Catholic bishops. So we call it the council of uh, uh, the Catholic bishops, which is a, the um, supreme kind of uh, body for the Catholic church. And she actually uh, first and foremost appreciated the work of Catholic Church in terms of development in the country, their contribution. And she also asked them to assist in, in the fight against COVID-19. And why did she do that and spent her, actually it was on Friday, her Friday uh, talking with the bishops, is because she knows uh, first and foremost of their role, their power, their capacity, but also the trust that people would have on them. So, uh, I mean, from them. So, she, this is one of the examples. And just to give you a context, uh, in the previous administration, where we had uh, the late president Magufuli, I would argue that he actually misused religion or tried to use religion to actually do things that are not right. For example, when he said we have prayed for three days and COVID disappeared from Tanzania, that was misuse of religion, it was manipulation of religion to, because he knew that many people are spiritual in the country and they, f- they have faith. And so no. if you would say that they've prayed, they would actually um, uh, support him or not really uh, oppose him because he's mentioning church. And all the things he was doing actually on the church podium, that was misused. But at the same time, the church played a big role to actually insist, especially during the second wave that there is COVID in Tanzania, so people should be careful. But now we have the new president, she met them, uh, the bishops, and she actually it was like she was asking for help from them. Help me please, continue to provide university education. Let's see how government can put good environment so that you can actually operate and continue to to support in in this social development um, Aspect. So you, you can see how religion can be used positively by leaders who mean well, but how it can be be misused again by autocratic leaders or leaders who actually want to just
0: oppress. Thank you so much. I absolutely loved hearing this example. You have actually shown us how religion have been used or is being used positively but at the same time how it's it's it was used on a leg- negative light and and we see this unfortunately on the african continent playing out a lot yeah the fact that yes. some people might not necessarily have access to health care have meant that they run to religion rather than going to the hospital. Not because, obviously, they wouldn't want to go to the hospital, but they cannot afford it. So
1: on that note,
0: I wondered in the spirit or in the understanding that the African continent obviously had this ambition to by 2063, have this, you know, achieved this aspiration of the Africa we want, whereby Africa's resources would have been used for the sustainable development of African people, whereby HIV AIDS, for example, is no longer killing Africans indiscriminately Mm -hmm. or where malaria has been significantly reduced. What role do you see moving forward? Obviously, in the understanding that we know that there are politicians that might still continue to use religion negatively. What role do you see religion playing, be it the traditional, be it, um, you know, when I say traditional, the indigenous African way mm-hmm. of, yeah. of, of, of worship or Christianity or Islam yeah. or other religion or Hindu or, or, or Jew, Jew- Jewishness? Is there a term like that? Jewish religion, sorry, not Jew- Jewish. Jewish, oh, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. It's um, okay. So, yeah, so what role do you see religion play moving forward on the African's development or in African's development?
1: Yeah, I think religion has a big role there. And um, I'm, 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 I'm sorry that I, I haven't read the 2063 document in detail. And uh, so I'm not sure if uh, they have mentioned any role or recognize Potential role of religion, but uh, Africa in in any development endeavor cannot afford to sideline religion because the African state, unfortunately, has um, does not have adequate capability to address some of issues. Of course, this is another uh, another story, another topic altogether. But we know. Um, challenges of an African state in terms of leadership, in terms of uh, resource management and, and politics, uh, we understand and we have many other issues. So religion should be taken as a partner to development because of the, of the existing role it plays and the record it has kept in providing social services is uh, complementary to the state provision and in some areas religion is there where the state is not you go to some of the most difficult places ife and i mean uh, remote places in some countries and you'd find there a religious um in, a religious uh, institutional faith leader or something of the sort so and buildings etc Uh, And so this is, um, religion is a space whereby development can also be discussed because when you talk about development, it's also about mindset. How can we ensure that when in all these religious spaces where people meet, where people look for um, consolation, people look for uh, ways to solve their problems. How can we ensure that this uh, positive areas and spaces whereby people's mindset can be changed and influenced towards appreciating the moment and actually working for the moment. So I think religion has a, a big role to play because it influences many people in Africa. People go to mosques on Saturdays, I mean Fridays, people go to churches on, on, um, on, on Sundays and Saturdays, but also there is a lot of uh, uh, daily gatherings, we know, we, we have seen the proliferation of Pentecostal churches all over. So I think the state should, and the African states um, at large, should actually uh, plan and strategize how they can actually bring in and incorporate, incorporate religion in a very pragmatic and systematic way so that it can help them uh, achieve the goal that they've set. Because otherwise, I don't see any other institution in Africa, be it trade institutional company. We don't have big companies like Facebook or Google, something that can influence majority of people. But we have churches. Look at, for example, these big new churches, like uh, maybe how much, for example, just one person like T.B. Joshua could influence so many millions of people across Africa. Even if you don't like them, or you are secular you cannot ignore their role because there are some people who listen to those guys from morning to evening and these are your people some of them are policy makers so we need to incorporate and have a strategy on how we can ensure that these religious bodies speak the language that will actually help in African development and not something otherwise it's not easy But I think there's something that should be done because some of these religious spaces
0: are very distorting, but not all of them. Again, thank you so much for really a very concise um, response. And interestingly, in terms of whether Agenda 2063 of the African Union explicitly mentioned um, religion, they did like Aspirations 3, Aspirations 4, Aspirations 5. primarily in aspiration five dimension our diversity is culture heritage oh. languages and religion so in line yeah. with everything you've been saying recognizing the important role that whether we like it or not the the role that religion or, or re- religious representative are playing in in filling a void that the government are not filling it's something that has to be recognized and 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 thank you so much for How you have excellently brought that out sort of to help us understand regardless of the limitations regardless of the challenges that religion have an important role to play in Africans development and this is something that must be taken into account when we're talking about um, development if we're really serious about having an honest conversation yeah so on that note um I wanted to ask you so what advice do you have for our listeners especially our Africans listening or even those in the diaspora or non-African listening um, in terms of how then do we understand the need for more tolerance because people are actually becoming quite intolerant when you talk about religion regardless of who is involved for so many reasons that might be justifiable but in light of the important role that religion have to play in development what advice or what do you have to say to our listeners, especially the young listeners, about how they can take advantage of this important role that religion is playing to also support the whole process of Africa's development?
1: Okay, thank you so much. I think uh, we need to, uh, because issues of faith and spiritual are very Personal and private, but uh, because, as I said, as an institution, the re- religion and religious institutions are very powerful in some countries and in the continent of Africa. They, they are institutions, I mean, they are institutions whereby if you ignore them, it's at your own peril. So even if, and I would repeat this, you don't like them, I would advise African youth and African policymakers, practitioners, African researchers, to actually look at religion from a very pragmatic perspective. And uh, of course, if you want to do, try to be objective and ask yourself, okay, there is, an elephant in the room that I cannot ignore, even if even if I don't like their presence. So how can I understand it? How, because it's very important to understand why so many people follow um, religion or certain faith. And from there, if you want to do any sort of intervention towards development, we have to deal with that. I say, uh, for example, uh, if Even if you are a business person, you know we see banks these days, they have Islamic banking, very secular banks, big banks, they have come up with accounts that are actually Islamic based. Why? Because they know this is how they can get business and grow their uh, brands. So these are pragmatic people who thought we have many a big portion of uh, population that really are there to their beliefs. And if you want to capture their market, we have to have something that is related to their faith. So we see Islamic bank being advertised. If you go to Kenya, you would see at Nairobi, a number of billboards from different banks, advertising Islamic banking, Islamic account, etc. This is one example of how uh, trade and anybody who, has any kind of intervention, be it business, be it social intervention, uh, any kind of intervention, has to look at religion from pragmatic point of view. Because otherwise, if you ignore them, you can't fight with this big elephant.
0: Absolutely, and that is a very important note to end this conversation. I wanna take this um, opportunity to say thank you so very much again for, for talking to us and thank you so much for the way you have really articulated um, this link between religion and development. I personally have learned a lot from listening to you and I'm sure that our listeners will also um, feel the same way and and I hope that you actually oblige us in future to, to speak to us about any other issue relating to either development and religion or any other issue relating to the African continent you'd like to talk about?
1: Thank you so much, um, Ife. This has been a very good opportunity for me to actually reflect and think through this because sometimes we do research, et cetera, but probably we don't get to dialogue. And uh, your questions were very good, critical, and to be honest, they made me think. And I think. Uh, I've learned a lot uh, from the question that you've asked and uh, I see how I need to engage more and to read further, to have more examples, to also have uh, self-reflection and look at things more critically. So thank you so much for the opportunity to
0: participate in this podcast. Thank you and thank you to our audience for listening, I hope you can join us again soon. Bye. Thank you very much. Bye.